Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Democrat wins runoff for U.S. Senate seat from Georgia. We have the story. Woman killed in a car-truck collision north of Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. Valley Center High School fans accused of making offensive chants during a basketball game with Topeka High. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. Wichita firefighters and the airport union have a new labor agreement with the city. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Some areas of patchy fog have developed across south-central Kansas this morning. We'll stay dry through most of today with rain chances returning by late tonight and tomorrow. Our full forecast here in just a few minutes. Incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock has won the Georgia runoff over Republican challenger Herschel Walker holding on to his U.S. Senate seat. Fox's Brett Baer takes a look at what that means for Washington. It means that the Senate becomes Democratic control, which it was at 50-50, but now it's 51-49, meaning that the committees will have one more Democratic seat on them. Uh, It will be easier for Democrats to push through the Biden agenda, to push through judges and seats that are open, and it gives a little breathing room uh, for Democrats when it comes to policy in the United States Senate. It also takes the pressure off and the power away from uh, Democratic senators like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. Republicans will still control the House going into the next congressional session in January. A woman is dead following an accident north of Wichita yesterday morning at 85th and Hydraulic. The Park City Police Department says 34-year-old Lewis Toombs was driving a large flatbed truck south on Hydraulic and failed to yield the right-of-way at a stop sign at 85th Street. The truck hit a passenger car traveling westbound on 85th. The driver of the car, 63-year-old Judy Ward of Valley Center, died at the scene. Toombs was taken to a hospital to be checked for injuries. Investigations are underway after students at one Kansas school reportedly yelled racist and offensive taunts at the other school's basketball teams. The basketball coach at Topeka High School says their men's basketball team faced, quote, outright racism when they played Valley Center High School last Saturday. An initial investigation uncovered inappropriate behavior, but not specifically any racist taunts from students during the game. A petition has been started to have Valley Center High School fans removed from future sporting events. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Valley Center School District has canceled classes today following online threats. In an email to parents, the district says, out of an abundance of caution and after consulting with local law enforcement, all USD 262 buildings in Valley Center are closed and all activities are canceled. This comes after those claims you just heard about of racial slurs, threats, and taunts during a basketball game last Saturday with Topeka High School. The city of Wichita has approved agreements with the Firefighters Union and the Teamsters Airport Union. The three-year agreement covers 452 commissioned fire employees. In the first year of the contract, the new pay matrix will reflect a 9% general pay adjustment with no merit increase. EMTs with certification and three years of service will earn more as well. Ted Bush, president of the local firefighters union, calls the agreement a new chapter for the organization and had this message for Wichitans. Your support and commitment to our cause has been unwavering and your kindness has been overwhelming. 
We will continue to serve each one of you with pride, professionalism, and gratitude. The city council also approved a three-year agreement with the airport union, which represents 24 employees at the Wichita airport. The new pay matrix reflects a 6% general pay adjustment, including a merit step movement equal to 2.5% to eligible employees on their anniversary date next year. Rodney Price, KNSS News. KNSS News time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. K-State basketball action last night in Manhattan. We'll see how the Wildcats fared. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Coyotes are coming to town in Kansas. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted, 7.08 now. Eight minutes past 7 o'clock. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks is cautioning residents about an uptick in the number of coyotes that are making their way into Kansas towns. Officials say it's due to the extremely dry conditions, which makes it more difficult for the animals to find water and food. Most coyotes will avoid people, but it's recommended to keep garbage secure and picked up. Keep your pets inside and do not leave dogs unsupervised or off a leash. If coyotes become a problem where you live, you should contact the Wildlife and Parks Department. Strict COVID restrictions are being lifted in China. After weeks of widespread protests, China is announcing a series of measures rolling back some of its most severe COVID-19 restrictions. This will allow people who test positive to isolate at home rather than in overcrowded and unsanitary field hospitals and schools. They will no longer require people to take daily COVID tests and they will no longer need to display their COVID status on an app to go to public places except elderly care facilities, nurseries or schools. China drew international criticism and thousands protested its zero-COVID policies in recent weeks. Sue Guzman, Fox News. Public concern over the proposed use of lethal robots in San Francisco prompts officials there to halt the plan for now. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors has voted to hold off on a controversial policy approved last week that would have allowed law enforcement to use robots for deadly force. The board on Tuesday sending the issue back to a committee for further talks. Board members did pass a broader policy on the use of militarized police equipment, explicitly barring the use of robots in a lethal manner. Police have said they had no plans to arm the robots with guns, but wanted the ability to put explosives on them in extraordinary circumstances. Rich Dennison, Fox News. A school district in Iowa has resolved a complaint related to allegations of racial harassment. The U.S. Department of Education announced a deal had been reached with the Ottumwa Community School District after an investigation found harassment of a middle schooler that amounted to a racial hostile environment. The probe revealing the middle school student endured repeated slurs and racially derogatory jokes, with the district failing to take proper action to stop the behaviors. The Ottumwa District will reimburse the student's parents for mental health-related expenses. They will also review policies related to harassment based on race and national origin while providing training to staff. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7.10, 10 minutes past 7 o'clock. All right, this morning in traffic, we've got uh, gasoline, uh, sorry, uh, we've got the fog out there, uh, visibility listed at, ooh, it's getting worse, 0.13 of a mile. So uh, (laughs) just a little over a tenth of a mile uh, is what we've got uh, visibility at. A little light drizzle and some fog out there, so uh, just be cautious, visibility definitely a problem. Make sure that you have uh, those low beams on out there. 
Also, we've got a stalled-out vehicle northbound I-135. It's at the ramp from uh, 2nd Street. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Good morning, Ronell. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. How are you guys doing? Doing I, well. I can't see you through the fog, yeah. Ronell. It's all foggy. Mm. Just just re- reach your arm out. Just, just okay. Oh, there I, you I, are. I, I okay. All right. See, see, always a happy ending out here. But something uh, that we'll have to watch out for, especially when it comes to that fog, you know, as Jad mentioned. And when it comes to that, really areas surrounding uh, the heart of the metro here in Wichita, especially if you plan on traveling east, if you're listening to us right now, make sure that you allow extra travel time. Of course, everybody out there drives safely, too. We'll likely continue to have that fog all the way through the lunch hour, possibly into the early part of the afternoon. That's when a dense fog advisory, which does include Sedgwick County, uh, will be allowed to expire. Otherwise, once that fog lifts, mostly cloudy skies, as the cloud cover continues to build in, this is going to be happening just ahead of our next chance of rain, which it looks like it should hold off until the latter part of the day. I see much of the afternoon staying dry out there. High of 49 degrees, average high today, still around that 48 degree mark. So once again, a lot, a lot of our high temperatures, uh, even though we're cool out there still, really right where we should be for this time of year. And then once we hit those evening hours, we'll go from a 10% chance of rain all the way up to 60%. So slim chance compared to a likelihood once we hit those evening hours. Some of that rainfall, mainly light, but could be uh, moderate at times. And not expecting any wintry weather here in the heart of the metro because we'll only have a low of 42. We're going to be 10 degrees above freezing once those low temperatures bottom out. Therefore, mainly just a chilly rain is expected as we go through our Wednesday night. Heading into Thursday, and then that likelihood cut down to a 30% chance for our Thursday. It's going to be a process, but it looks like the moisture is just going to gradually pull away from us. We're still looking at a mostly cloudy sky throughout much of the day. And actually, as that moisture pulls away, we'll see temperatures warm up compared to uh, the last couple of days. High of 55 by our Thursday afternoon. For Friday, completely dry to wrap up the work week, 53 for a high. During the night on Friday, it does look like there may be some moisture streaming back in our direction. It looks like we'll have a chance of rain for our Friday night, but then dry again once we get into our Saturday. Highs still staying in the 50s until we get to early next week. 60 degrees for Monday with a 20% chance of rain. It looks like there's already another system on the horizon, which will also drop our temperatures right back down into the 40s by Tuesday. Right now, 37 degrees, not only some fog, but also a little bit of light drizzle being picked up as well. Either way, allow that extra travel time. Light northwest wind at 5 miles an hour, giving us a wind chill of 33. All right. Sounds good. Uh, a little foggy out there. We'll watch for that yeah. this morning. Thank you, Ron Elton. Very foggy out there. Yeah. KSN Stormpacker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Stephen, head of the morning here, 714 on this uh, December 7th, of course, Pearl Harbor Day. We've been talking about that this morning. and. There's a short ceremony planned this morning at Veterans Memorial Park in downtown Wichita. It's going to be held at nine o'clock, at eight o'clock this morning. I beg your pardon, eight o'clock, about forty-five minutes from now, at the Pearl Harbor Survivors Memorial. The event will include the, the playing of the national anthem, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, invocation, a few brief remarks, three volley rifles uh, salute by the American Legion Post Four Honor Guard, and the playing of taps. Public is invited to attend, but since this will be a short event. No seating will be provided. Again, that's at 8 o'clock this morning at the Pearl Harbor Survivors Memorial there 
uh, in near downtown Wichita. We had a sunny day across central Kansas uh, Tuesday. Wichita's high temperature, 47 degrees yesterday. Normal high is 48, so not too much there. On this date in 1987, a big storm, a strong cold front, uh, brought wind-whipped snow to the central Rockies. Boulder, Colorado, was lashed by westerly winds that reached 8, made 93 miles per hour. 93. That's hurricane force. East of the cold front, south winds sent temperatures in western Kansas soaring into the 60s for the sixth day in a row. So <laughs> that was quite a storm on this date. That was in 1987. Just uh, what you got? Hey, I want to mention. You know, there's a lot of things going on a lot this time you of bet. year. You bet. When you have, to have Christmas entertainment, one of those is a great annual event that uh, is going on: the Lights at Ability Point, which of course is a is part of the Ark. And and David Austin stopped by the other day and and wanted to just want to tell one this is the 26th annual drive-through Christmas light extravaganza. It's Douglas and Saint Paul, yeah, same place. same place. It's been every year. Been doing it for more than a quarter century. And uh, they're running nightly all the way through December 28th, 10 bucks per car. And David reminded me that sponsors pay for all the lights and everything. So the 10 bucks you're paying, that's the money that goes directly to individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Absolutely. So when you hand over that $10 bill, that's where all the money's going, is, right. to, is to help people. So, and he told me that attendance has been way down this year for some reason. Yeah. So I don't know if because the, 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 the name has changed to the event and people just... I don't know. It's not on their well, radar, was, but it should be. I was on the west side the other day thinking, I wonder if they're going to do the Ark this year. Well, we know. They're they doing are. it. They, it started right. on Thanksgiving night, and they're running all the way through the 28th. It's Douglas and St. Paul, the lights at Ability Point. It's 10 bucks per car. It's a it's a great annual event, and helps helps a lot of people here in town. So make sure you have that on your calendar and do that sometime I've before the 28th. gone through that. At Douglas and St. Paul. Yeah, I've done that with my grandkids on several occasions. So, so have I. Yeah. I've, I've gone out there almost every year. It's a, it's a nifty deal. Yeah. On this date, this is again December 7th, on this date in uh, oh, 1969, the holiday special Frosty the Snowman first aired on CBS. For some reason, and I would have been a, you know, a teenager, well, almost 20 years old, but it's for some reason I feel like I saw that. I watched that first Frosty the Snowman on CBS. Could have been anyway. All right. I'll tell you something about that. The, uh, of course, I watched it as a kid, too, every year. The... The voice of Frosty is is a uh, Jackie Vernon. Oh, okay. Who was a comedian, right? Back in the day, <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Funny th- cadence, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, just about a couple weeks ago, I was I was looking at one of those old vintage, uh, you know, networks, and they were showing some Ed Sullivan stuff from the old days. And Jackie Vernon came. They Jackie Vernon came out to do his stand up. And it's so unnerving to hear the voice of Frosty the Snow. His whole his whole uh, stand up routine was kind of him as a sad sack talking about his dating life. Oh, okay. But it's, but it's so weird to have that Frosty the Snowman <laughs> voice, and he's like, oh, "I can't get a date." Anymore. Frosty the Snowman. All <laughs> he's right. Big laughs from the crowd too. It was good stuff. I, I, I almost never see you get never get to see Jackie Vernon's stand up act back the, in the day. The uh, we got a, a birthday today. Basketball Hall of Famer Larry Bird. Larry Bird. 66 today. I'll tell you what, what, 6'9", six, 6'9"? Six yeah, about, I think. that sounds about right. Could that guy shoot a basketball? One of the and great shooters of all time. No matter where you were, he was going to put that ball in the hole. Got to see him at Levitt Arena. I saw him, too. A few too. times in the late 70s. Yeah, I saw him. came here, about here at Indiana State. Yeah, yep. 45 one night. Great basketball player. Larry Burton, he's only 66. How about that?
719, Steve and Ted of the morning here on KNSS, and it is time for sports again. Here's Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we had men's basketball action in Manhattan last night. Kansas State hosting Abilene Christian. K-State was down by 14 points in this one, but went on a big 14-4 run right before halftime, and then after halftime kept it going. 46 more points after halftime. K-State comes back and beats Abilene Christian pretty good, 81-64, shooting 64% in the second half. K-State senior Marquise Noel had a double-double, 15 points and a dozen assists. And uh, David Gashon had 23 points, 9-for-9 nine nine shooting from the field. K-State has not lost a home game yet this season. The Wildcats are 8-1 and one overall, and they're coming off back-to-back wins after last night's victory. We'll talk KU basketball tonight, the weekly edition of KU Hawk Talk with head men's basketball coach Bill Self. That'll be at 6 o'clock this evening over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Jayhawks are ranked sixth in the nation, and they're getting ready for that road trip to undefeated Missouri on Saturday afternoon on KFH. Talking with Coach Self tonight on Hawk Talk, 6 o'clock. Huge Juco men's basketball game tonight over in El Dorado, a matchup of nationally ranked teams. 24th ranked Butler Community College hosting 8th ranked Dodge City. Woo, Dodge comes in on a nine-game winning streak. Butler has won four in a row. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of Butler basketball beginning at 7.15 tonight, and that's over on KFH. Major League Baseball held its first-ever draft lottery last night. And guess what? The Kansas City Royals did not fare well. The Royals had the fifth-worst record in the big leagues, which usually meant they would get the fifth pick in the draft. Right. Well, after last night's lottery, the Royals get the eighth pick in the draft. Hmm. The big winner in the draft was the Royals' division rival and the parent franchise of the Wichita Windsors. The Minnesota Twins were the big winners with the ping pong balls last night. The Twins had the 13th worst record in the big leagues, but they get the fifth overall pick in the draft. The pick the Royals would have had. <laughs> Major League Baseball's draft lottery was last night. Hall of Fame boxing referee Mills Lane has died at the age of 85. Lane was known for his pre-fight catchphrase, let's get it on, and was the third man in the ring for many high-profile fights over the years, including the infamous bout where Mike Tyson bit off a piece of Evander Holyfield's ear. Lane was a college boxer who almost made the 1960 U.S. Olympic team and also had a successful legal career, serving as a district attorney and district court judge. Lane officiated over 100 championship bouts over the years before being forced to retire after suffering a debilitating stroke. 20 years ago. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. And a happy birthday today to former Shocker basketball star David Kyles, who is 33 today. Even though he was a guard, he had some of the biggest electrifying dunks in Shocker basketball history. You can find him on YouTube. And he was a massive guy on defense. He was a lockdown defender. He was on the NIT championship team, and then the next year after that, he was on the NCAA tournament team in 2012. Happy birthday, Shocker basketball star David Kyles. He is 33 today. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 722 now. Keep it here for House Call for Health. Volunteering can be a great way to relieve some of that holiday stress. Uh-huh. House Call for Health. On the way with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. Ted Woodward at 7.30 on this Wednesday morning. 37 degrees, fog and drizzle. A COVID 
Vaccine mandate for the U.S. military may soon be a thing of the past. The annual defense bill being negotiated by Congress includes a provision to end the COVID vaccine mandate for U.S. service members. Republicans pushed for that, saying the mandate was causing recruitment and retention problems across all services. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been recommending the mandate stay to help keep COVID from impacting military readiness. The House is looking to wrap up the annual defense bill this week and then send it to the Senate. Besides ending the vaccine requirement, it calls for a 4.6 percent pay increase for service members. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. Authorities say a small plane crashed near Oklahoma City, killing all three people on board. The Oklahoma Highway Patrol says the Beechcraft Bonanza F-33A crashed Monday afternoon near Clarence E. Page Airport in Yukon, Oklahoma. The plane crashed about four minutes after taking off from the airport, according to Flight Tracking Service Flight Aware. The pilot, 53-year-old Christopher Lamb of Perry, and passengers, 76-year-old David Lamb of Yukon and 28-year-old Gage Pro of Stillwater, were declared dead at the scene. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating the crash. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will hear from a task force looking into policies at the county's Juvenile Intake and Assessment Center. County Commissioner Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. And the recommendations, nearly all of them, are being implemented the ones we can at the county level and even the, the city police and the uh, and the justice system. So this is just another uh, another step, but uh, it um, hopefully it's like the last one that the county needs to do to, to adjust uh, the performance of the in our juvenile county juvenile justice system. The task force was formed after the death of 17-year-old Cedric Lofton during a struggle with detention officers. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Shipping deadlines fast approaching. If you're sending out holiday mail and packages from FedEx to UPS and the Postal Service, carriers are doing what they can to make sure deliveries arrive on time. In some cases, deliveries are being made as early as 6 in the morning. USPS communication specialist Philip Bogenberger says it's important for customers to do their part as well. Make sure when you're mailing packages, it's in a, in a sturdy package. We have priority mail uh, boxes for free in our lobby, but if you choose you know, your own packaging, make sure it's a, a sturdy box. It's recommended you send your items no later than Saturday, December 17th, in order for arrival by Christmas Day. And that can be extended slightly if you choose Priority Mail or Priority Mail Express. If President Biden runs for re-election, he will have some key support. The message from the White House is that President Biden does intend to run again and ultimately will make that decision sometime early next year. Now Fox News has learned if he chooses to run again, he will have the support of his wife and family. A senior Biden advisor told Fox News not only does the president intend to run for re-election, adding, quote, that is something both Dr. Biden and the family fully support. In Washington, Sean Angel, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A storm system currently in the southwestern part of the country heads for the Rockies and eventually moves into the plains by late tonight. Ahead of that, we're seeing some patchy areas of fog, widespread clouds today with a high 49. Rain moves in after midnight, Tello 42. Showers through noontime tomorrow with a high 54. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now fog, light drizzle, 37 degrees. We have a north wind at 5 miles per hour. 734, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, an online survey of 2,000 U.S. adults 
found that Americans are considering gifting travel and credit card points this holiday season. This poll commissioned by Forbes Advisor, conducted by market research company OnePoll, from November 22nd to the November 28th, and over the past three months, 100% of survey respondents said they use credit cards. 71% said they paid with a debit card. 68% paid for uh, transactions in cash. Credit card companies sometimes offer rewards, of course, for cash back. Some of these rewards include travel-related options, and I guess you can give, give your points for <laughs> kind of a funny deal. 734, speaking of travel. Speaking of? Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation is with us this morning, better known as KDOT. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Stephen Ted. So, uh, <laughs> plenty of fog out there, and this is a time, I, I'm wondering, have you been out? I'm wondering if, if folks can even see the, the new uh, signs that you have out there. It might be too foggy, huh? Well, it is a little foggy. Uh, yeah, they might mess a message, but one of those messages is, have your lights on, people. Yeah. It's hard to see people right now, so uh, that's a state law. It's a good idea, and you know... <laughs> I think a lot of people think, well, if I can see, uh, it's, it's okay. No, but other people need to see you coming too, right? Exactly. That's kind of the idea. Now, you've got, uh, we, we, we uh, KDOT's got a, a, a big uh, detour or closing coming on up, up at the North Junction, which is, of course, the, the target of almost everything anymore. Uh, tell us about that and what, the, what that entails. Well, we've got the usual closures, which will be uh, today, tomorrow, and Friday. For northbound I-235, exit to northbound 135 from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Kind of getting used to those, unfortunately. Uh, The big closing is westbound K-254, exit to southbound 135, and that will be closed for two months. Mm. Then how do you you get around that? Uh, You do have a a detour. I've read about it this morning. Yeah, we're going to send everyone on to southbound I-235, tell them to get off at Broadway, get back on from Broadway to northbound 235, and then to southbound 135. So it adds a few more minutes, and and I think uh, people will find it to be an acceptable detour, and they're going to like the improvement that happens on that ramp. Tell me, tell me about that ramp. Now, it's, it's the ramp. Is it a tight ramp, or is it, what's the deal? Tell me about the ramp. It's a it's a left-hand ramp when you're westbound on K254. So you get off on the left side, you cruise down, and then you're looking over your right shoulder back at the southbound 135 traffic and trying to, to merge into them. So it's kind of a dicey deal at times. Uh, a lot of times drivers are still coming in pretty fast on that southbound I-135 because, uh, you know, up around Park City, it's 70 miles an hour, and some of them, haven't slowed down to that 60-mile-an-hour speed zone in Wichita. So it's a little dicey, and this this project will extend that lane. So you'll actually have a better time of getting on to South Bell 135. It'll take about two months to do it, though. Wow. The, all the improvements that are being made up there, and they are because it's such a busy place. I mean, they're aggravating as heck for the commuter. On the other hand, Tom, this is going to be, when you when you get it all finished, it's it's going to be pretty doggone nice, isn't it? It will be. It will be. And I think this first phase, once it's done in September or October of this year, you know, just seeing that northbound 135 to southbound 235 loop ramp go away and we'll have a two-lane flyover, I think everyone will, will thank their lucky stars. How, when, did this, when did this project actually get started, Tom? 
this one started in April of 2021. This this phase is a three-year phase. This is a three-year phase. Also, okay. Right. Just a phase. All right. Because we've got another phase that will start early next year. We just picked a contractor for it. And this fixes uh, some other things at the North Junction and south of the North Junction. Anything else going on right now that uh, on the highways of, uh, of our area that you need to tell us about? Uh, still time to be on the lookout for deer, but other than that, it's the same old, same old. Oh, it's deer season. All right, Tom, have you got your Christmas all done? You got everything, your shopping done and so forth? You ready to go? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Good for you. You're in, you're in the planning stages, or you're planning to plan. There you go. The anticipation. All right. Thank you, Tom. As always, uh, Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation. Check with him again next week at this time. We've got something uh, coming up. We've got something we're doing right now that, that, that Ted and I just, well, we think it's a great thing, and that is our Taco Bell Christmas cash promotion. And we've been doing this for I, I don't know how many years. Several it's, years, yeah. But several years, and then it's always a lot of fun. And uh, what we're going to be doing tomorrow, well, no, no, Friday, uh, around the 5 o'clock hour, I'm going to be at the Taco Bell at uh, 21st and Ridge Road. Very good. And what happens is uh, the manager will uh, pick somebody coming through the drive-thru, just somebody at random. Random. Yep. And we're going to, and I'll lean through the window when they come up to the drive-thru window and say, hey, I've got some talk, I've got some cash for you for Christmas. And I hand them an, an envelope with $98 in it. And, you know, that may not sound like a whole lot, but every time we do this, people just go crazy. They well, love it. Nobody it's unexpected ever, free money. I mean, how many, doesn't happen. How many uh, times have you ever had somebody say, hey, here's, here's 98 bucks. Have a good day. So <laughs> Never. That's, that's the fun of it. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's a little, it's a great way for Taco Bell to, to give back a little bit and for us to, to help them out in doing it. So I'll be the 21st and Ridge uh, in the 5 o'clock hour on on Friday coming up. Very good. And uh, Ted's doing the same thing with, uh, he's giving away cash for KFH, our sister station. So, where's your next one? Do you know? Friday Friday afternoon. afternoon you're going to be doing one. 47 South and Broadway. Okay. So, be, you know, if you're in the drive through lane, you could be lucky and, and uh, get some Christmas cash from uh, KNSS and Taco Bell. 741. Now, hey, coming to the Wichita's Interest Bank Arena Saturday, April 8th. Journey with the Freedom Tour 2023 and the opening act is Toto. How about wow. that? And wow. two bands. Two bands. Two great bands. And... This week, Stephen Ted in the morning, got some tickets for you out there. In fact, I've got a pair of tickets right now. Give us a call at 869-1330, and you could be going to see The Journey and Toto Act at Interest Bank Arena in April, courtesy Stephen Ted in the morning. How about that? 740 now, Stephen Ted. Coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update. Wichita City Council approves more bonds for Textron. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, 745 here, KNSS, and congratulations to Bobby from Wichita. A pair of tickets to see Journey and Toto. Freedom Tour 2023 coming up in April at Interest Bank Arena. And uh, hey, we've got we've got a few more. We'll be listening each morning this week for your chance to go to that great concert uh, at Interest Bank Arena with Journey and Toto. 
Now three big things. Three. Democrat Raphael Warnock defeats Republican Herschel Walker in runoff for U.S. Senate seat in Georgia. Two. An investigation is underway into a reported racial incident at a Valley Center against Topeka High School basketball game. One. Valley Center woman is dead after her car was hit by a truck north of Wichita. The truck driver apparently failed to yield. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. The big news in traffic this morning just continuing to be the fog issue that we've got going on out there. Uh, some dense fog in the Wichita area. Uh, all those signs on the uh, highways right now saying dense fog, you know, slow down. Uh, make sure to keep the low beam headlights on. Uh, that's all things you definitely should be doing now. Some light drizzle, so maybe even some slippery roadways too. But just be careful out there this morning with visibility problems. Traffic update. 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Patchy fog this morning, then mostly cloudy today with a high of 49 degrees. Tonight, rain. 100% chance for rain and thunderstorms tonight. The overnight low will be 41. Then on Thursday, 30% chance for morning rain, then mostly cloudy. And tomorrow's high, 54 degrees. Now fog Light rain, 37 degrees, and we have a north wind at 5 miles per hour. Celebrate a decade in Delano Saturday, December 10th, this coming Saturday, from 11 to 7 at the Monarch, with two new commemorative whiskey releases, special beers from local breweries, and new merchandise celebrating 10 years at the Monarch. Yeah. It's Saturday from 11 to 7. 747 now, Stephen Ted, and stocks closed down Tuesday, extending recent losses. Stocks falling for a second day as strong economic data continue to cast doubts on whether the Fed can slow down its pace of interest rate hikes. NRG Energy stock tumbling over 15% after the utility said it agreed to buy Vivint Smart Home for $2.8 billion. Vivint stock surging over 32%, while Textron stock popped 5% after the industrial firm's Bell Unit won an $80 billion contract with the U.S. Army to provide next-generation helicopters. The Dow winners, United Health Group, Travelers and J.P. Morgan Chase, the Dow Decliners, Goldman Sachs, Chevron, and Boeing. The Dow falling 351 points, the Nasdaq down 225, S&P 500 down 58. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And we have something we can check on the traffic now with uh, Jad Chambers in Traffic Central. What's going on, Jad? Uh, just got a report of a traffic accident. Uh, this traffic accident's on K-15. It's between 55th Street South and 47th Street South, and this is... Could be affecting both directions, north and southbound there on K-15. Uh, the traffic is really starting to back up in the area, and it's even kind of hard to see what's going on on the Witchway cameras right there due to yeah. the, the heavy fog. fog. Yeah. So, yeah, just be cautious there. It's time for a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. With its business continuing to grow in the wake of the pandemic, Textron Aviation yesterday was cleared for a new round of industrial revenue bonds to help pay for its expected local growth. The Wichita City Council unanimously approving a letter of intent for up to $527 million in IRBs during the next five years. The Cessna and Beechcraft Makers existing IRB deal expires at the end of this year, and that was about a $435 million agreement that was struck four years ago. The local Textron division has been growing quickly in the wake of COVID-19 because of increased demand for private aviation. The company has been hiring aggressively to reach nearly 10,000 local employees, 
That's behind only the roughly 11,000 workers who are at Spirit Aerosystems. Paul McMahon is looking to grow his team and business, and he says downtown Wichita is the place to do it. McMahon, CEO of ProHome, a firm that offers third-party warranty management services to builders and developers, said the company will move into the Garvey Center in February from its current home at 324 West Central in Andover. The company has 29 local employees, and as it enhances its local recruiting efforts throughout the greater Wichita area, McMahon said a move to the Metro's core within a highly visible building made sense. ProHome recently signed a five-year lease for 4,600 square feet on the first floor of the Garvey Center's O.W. Garvey Building at 200 West Douglas. That's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Stephen Ted in the morning. Ted, if you've got a story about the heightened or increasing traffic of coyotes in the city. Yeah, saw that. And um, interesting because, you know, an animal like that's usually pretty bashful. Unless somebody has been feeding it a human being, they'll probably won't have anything to do with you. If you just shout at them, they'll go away. But uh, I don't know if you saw the video that's just gone viral on TV, and I've seen it on the networks of a young, it's a young girl, and she's on a porch, and there's a, no, no, that's, that's not the one. I'm looking at another one. This is the one where the little kid, the toddler's left in a, like in a car seat right outside of her car door. Uh, the dad's in the, getting out of the car, and this coyote comes up and just starts dragging the kid away. I have just, not seen yeah. that. And finally, the, I think his dad or mom comes running out there, and, and the thing just oh my dashes off. But uh, man, that's kind of scary. And they're saying now that uh, another thing, if you got cats, don't leave them outdoors <laughs> or small dogs because it's a carnivore, a coyote is, and uh, they'll take them. Well, we're talking about that's why they're that's why they're in a populated area is because they're hungry. They're hungry, they're and hungry and thirsty, thirsty and they are obviously not where they usually are. And of course, there's always a danger of rabies with an animal like that as well. We have in our parking lot. We are, you know, we're in the middle of the city out here on East Douglas. On the other hand, we've got some but pretty wide, is, wide spaces around. There's some us. big space around us. Yeah, you, I know you especially have. I've seen, seen coyotes at times. And the other day, I saw a couple of them just uh, over here at the edge of the parking lot as I drove in. And uh, I've seen, like, a herd of, like, five or six deer in the parking lot. So we're pretty close to just kind of a wooded area over here around this little pond. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's one of the things that's happening is, uh, as mankind continues to develop out into the countryside, uh, we kind of infringe on, on the domain of the wild animals. And, uh, again, when you got to those conditions of dry, uh, dry conditions and, and no rain for a while, they don't have anything to eat, so they yeah. come. They come to town. So, I, my, like I said, if you see one, probably just wow, scream at it and it'll go away. But when I was a, a youngster, one of the things they did out in western Kansas, which is, if a coyote population got a little bit too much, and I've seen this before, the uh, the men of the of the small town where my granddad lived would load up in a pickup truck, several of them, and. Go out and go coyote hunting. Yeah, they'll do that with any animal. And they would to get too prevalent. They found them. Yep, they'd take them down, and that's the way they they kind of control the population. So, watch out for the coyotes here in the Christmas. Season. I have actually watch out for the seen. Deer. Oh, go ahead, Chad. I was going to say I've actually seen a lot of evidence that coyotes have been around. If you walk around the uh, pond out there, uh, especially if you go back, uh, like uh, behind the area mm-hmm. over there towards the uh, the hotel. Uh, in that little area back there, yeah. you can see droppings, coyote okay. droppings back there. 
Well, you know, it, uh, several years ago when I was a, a devoted runner, I would go clear down uh, through the uh, riverside, clear down by the, the old KG&E plant down there where the keeper of the planes mm-hmm. is, and I'd go on like an 8- or 10-mile run some days, and every now and then I'd see a fox down there with that great big bushy tail. That's a beautiful animal. But I don't know if the, if the fox still hangs around there or not. Today is National Cotton Candy Day. Yeah. <laughs> And I've These, got no use for cotton candy. The sponge sugar treat that delights candy Ugh. fans of all ages except Ted Woodward. Get your favorite flavor of this sweet delight that dates back to the 1400s. 1400s. Originally called spun sugar, cotton candy is still a staple at carnivals, fairs, and the circus. Is there any place you can get it in town? I never have understood the appeal of cotton candy. Um, I'm not a big fan either. It's so sticky. You put it in your mouth, and immediately your teeth start falling out, <laughs> and it leaves you with, yeah, it leaves you with sticky hands sticky that you hands. just cannot get rid of no, at whatever event you're at. <laughs> you get, it gets on your your clothes get sticky because of that. It's just, it's just gross. Cotton candy, celebrate if you want to. <sighs> Ted and I are saying, who cares? Right? Ted, I didn't think there was an unhealthy food that you didn't Ted, like. Ted likes generally he likes unhealthy food, but. Huh. I, I just think cotton, cotton candy, candy is disgusting at this time. All hmm. right. 7.55, Stephen Ted in the morning. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. We have uh, the latest on that runoff for Senate in Georgia. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we'll see how K-State basketball fared last night up in Manhattan. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Plus, you've got entertainment news, The Blur, which is always a treat. Yeah, we've got a lot of good items coming up your way. Entertainment news in The Blur. That'll be at 8.35 this morning. And we have traffic and weather on this foggy morning. In the 8 o'clock hour, Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.